0: Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams from the fresh field smells of the NFL, to the hardwood courts of the NBA, and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host, from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva.
1: Welcome to episode twenty-four of the Into the Lab podcast. I'm your host Ernest Silva, also found at the Sport Gene and powered by the Mothership Overtime Heroics, where we are back as the exclusive NFL Pick'em episode for your betting needs. Our panel of experts bring the latest information and buzz straight to your ears. And like always, if you are a betting person, stay tuned for our expert picks on money line options and picks against the spread. This show is coming to you from San Antonio, Texas, but your favorite sports analysts are cooking in the lab from all over the globe. Let's meet the starting lineup for tonight's episode. Our first panelist goes by the most interesting name in the world, football hockey gambling writer for Overtime Heroics, Twitter handle at SteelCurtainPEH, Paul.
2: What's going on, boys?
1: Best, best weekend
2: of the year. Let's get it.
1: He's not lying. Our second panelist, a fantasy football and NFL betting expert, switching between whiskey, milk, and beer, making his picks from Bali, Indonesia, the biggest wrestling fan in the world. Twitter handle at dre two one two four dre Rogers.
3: Plus, it's, it's so early today. It, it, yeah.
1: Dre, dre, what are you drinking this morning?
3: I haven't even gotten out of
4: bed, man. It's just, <laughs> So early, I don't like the effort. (laughs) Shut up,
1: Steve. (laughs) Our third panelist, a Falcons beat writer for overtime heroics and fantasy football expert for time skewed, a specialist in all things football. Our 2019 Into the Lab pick 'em champion. Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy Miles Bloomquist.
5: (laughs) I think that just proves that I'm the person to waste money on. Just saying.
1: Not in these yes. playoffs. Our fourth panelist, born and raised <laughs> in San Antonio, Texas, not here tonight. The Eagles expert you might have heard on the podcast, <laughs> "A House Divided." That at that Gomez guy, Mike Gomez. Nope, not Sparky here tonight. Eagles. All right.
4: Do you want me to do a mic impersonation?
1: Yeah, let's do a mic impersonation.
4: I actually don't have anything for I was hoping you'd say no.
1: No. uh, Sorry,
2: guys. I'd rather go to Disneyland than come and hang out with you guys and drink some beer Boston.
4: (laughs) I'm going to go in the chat and troll Steve about stupid things. (laughs) My
6: situation is patriots.
1: We are definitely upset you're not going to Boston. Our true fourth panelist from the great city of Pittsburgh, a contributor for Fan at Twitter handle at VMoneySports. He's on fire, people. Lon Dalezell.
7: Hey, great to be back, guys. Uh, I don't know how I could follow up anybody else's intros, so keep it short and sweet. Great Great weekend of football ahead of us. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Might be like that all night. Our 5th <laughs> panelist, analyst—you have heard him on Loud Sports podcast. Coming back for more this week. He actually liked us. Twitter handle at Luke underscore Stans. Luke Stansfield.
8: What's up, fellas? Uh, that that weekend of football was kind of crazy, including yesterday with the uh, with the national championship. And uh, I hope I hope we get we get something like that this weekend.
1: Yeah, really looking forward to talk more about college football with you, Luke. We'll get you on soon. Our sixth panelist from New Brunswick, Canada, keeping you up to speed with NFL betting and fantasy football news. Welcome back. Twitter handle, @picksjohn. John Matthews.
6: I'm rooting for the Titans now. The Patriots are in.
1: <laughs> Same colors. The last panelist joining into the lab, a regular Boston man you've heard before, slightly biased, very own, and co-host of Smack Talk, Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven, the great Steve Reisner. I I don't hear the applause. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve.
4: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's go Titans. Fuck the Chiefs.
1: <laughs> it's a redheaded
3: Steve. You forgot to add that to his intro now.
1: Oh, yes. It's new hair dye. Got it. <laughs> you know, I really got to catch my breath. Jesus, there's a lot of us on tonight's episode. Thank God there's only two games or we'd be on here for hours. But I think the only way to start tonight's segment is if we do our moment of silence like we did last week. Let's start a uh, rest in peace to Texans, Ravens, Vikings, and Seahawks hopes and dreams for that Lombardi Trophy from last week. We'll take a moment of silence.
4: Go, Pack! Go! Where's go the best go. quarterback in the league?
1: <laughs> Worst moment of silence ever.
0: Fuck Steve Rosner. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I you all that. for your moment of silence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that it's over, let's get started with today's three-round segment. <laughs> round one will be news from around the league with each of our panelists today. Round two will be the championship pick em. You don't want to miss this week's debate. I guarantee you there'll be a lot of shit talking. Round three will be a challenge from Into the Lab to all of you. So stay tuned for some great prize money opportunities and a chance to be on Into the Lab's upcoming featured episode. But... I've got to say, around one, only way to start an episode is with the latest Antonio Bryant-Brown oh. news. Steve, what do you got for us? I I don't think
4: Antonio Brown is ever going to play football again, at least not the NFL. Vince McMahon will probably give him a call.
6: XFL.
4: Yeah, X, XFL. That's uh, This whole, I don't know if you guys saw this video, it was on Snapchat, Instagram, whatever, one of these weird social media things that I barely know how to use. I, it, the, the, the cops in front of his house yelling at his baby mama and the kids, get the fuck off my property. She said he threw a bag of dicks at her and then he posted a picture of the candy gummies that apparently is called a bag of dicks. So that's what I learned is that the bag <laughs> of candy gummies that are, is actually called a bag of dicks. Um, yeah, Antonio Brown, I, he looks like he... He's losing it, man. I, you know, we can laugh about him all we want, but at a certain point, the, this guy's losing it. The, it some, one of his friends, somebody close to him needs to step in and try to get him some help because he's going to end up hurting himself or
1: somebody else.
5: Well said. I'd yeah, probably, yeah, call, like, probably his friends to fuck off at this point.
8: Now, I'd like to yeah, see him yeah, the
1: with Chad Ochocinco as a kicker. Just put him on the same team. Put him on the I don't know
8: PFT might, might, might take the uh, defender's job as kicker. I know he had a good outing today. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that.
1: Yeah, awesome stuff. Well, let, let's, let's uh, keep it on the XFL since we're, we're talking about it. Um, Paul, why don't you come in? What's the latest with the XFL? What's the latest news coming out of that league?
2: Well, uh, the big news business wise is they got in bed with DraftKings. Um, not really a big shock because the man has some pull in the. Uh, DraftKings, but if you really want to become a legitimate sport now and you want to get viewers hooked, uh, you know, the Daily Fantasy games are where it's at, uh, so I think that's huge for their league to get involved with that. Um, the other news on the player front, it's more like Kicker Central. We got Ocho Cinco and uh, PFT trying out today, so um, it's going to be real interesting, I mean, we all you know, are football junkies, so, I mean, we're going to at least give it a watch and, uh, you know, go from there. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, honestly. Uh, spring football should have a place, um, especially when you're talking about that dead time of year. So, hopefully it takes off.
1: I was talking about talent. So, let's... Speaking of talent, talent's going to be – have it to be found by the XFL. Let's talk about the college game that just happened, the national championship. It raised a lot of questions, um, a lot of relevancy, and who's the best quarterback coming out of college? And, Luke, I know you're passionate about this, so give us your insight on that.
8: Well, first off, the game last night was awesome to watch. Uh, defense kind of got thrown out of the window. Um, and Joe Barrow just proved that he's the best uh, the best quarterback in college football. He should be the number one pick without a doubt. Um, I know a lot of people were giving me flack on Twitter saying uh, if Trevor Lawrence was was in the draft, he'd be the number one pick. That's absolute bullshit. No, he fucking <laughs> folded like a fucking paper bag in that game. Um, he, was, he was absolutely terrible. It was a fun game to watch. Post game was even more fun to watch. Fucking all those guys smoking cigars, getting almost getting arrested. Odell slapping a cop's ass. Uh, pretty fun. <laughs> I enjoyed but, that as well. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's out there. But uh, Joe Burrow. So let me give you a little timeline of Joe Burrow because a lot of people say, oh, he's five-year quarterback. He doesn't have it. This is his only year. So in 2015, he he redshirted Ohio State. In 16, to 17, he's Barrett's, uh, JT Barrett's backup. In 18, he transferred to LSU as a grad student. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. Apparently, Joe Burrow's a pretty smart guy. He finished college in three years. That's pretty impressive. He got two degrees. Um, he's going to the pros next year. Uh, in 2018, he beat a number seven Auburn team, 22-21. He played really well in that game. They finished with a 10 and three record. Um, a New Year's a New Year's Six Bowl win in the Fiesta Bowl over UCF, and they ended up uh, they ended up finishing sixth in the AP poll. His numbers. His numbers weren't as inflated as this year by any stretch, but uh, he still had a good year, and people and people started to realize that. And I feel like there was a lot of things that went into that. Um, I, feel, I feel like the biggest thing was was the addition of Joe Brady and his, his new scheme on offense. He kind of turned it into a more NFL-oriented offense. Uh, you know, his – Burroughs' first year at LSU, they ran shotgun 83% of the time. This year, they ran it 99% of the time. Um, play action passing in 18 was 38% and it dropped to 28% more, more like uh, more like an NFL program. Um, and he actually, he actually added some more, uh, three step, three step drops and short drops. Uh, it, it was at 77% in 2018, uh, 95% of his passes were short drops. And that just kind of reflects his ability to, to make quick reads and decisions to get the ball out of his hand <laughs> to, uh, some, to some, uh, some talented guys. Um. Now, you, you look at his stats this year, and you kind of got to dive a little bit deeper. Uh, last in, in, in 2018, his completion percentage was at 59%, which is still pretty good for a college quarterback. Um, that skyrocketed this year to 78%, and that's the, that's the uh, all time leading completion percentage in college football. Um, in 2018, his touchdown and interception ratio was 3.2%. That rose to 7.8% this year. He, he threw 60, 63 touchdowns, um, and he broke another college football record, um, an all-time record. And his yards per attempt, they didn't really change. It was at, uh, it was at eight yards per attempt his, his uh, I guess you could say, first season at LSU. And his second season, it rose a little bit to 10 to ten yards. And then his QB rating also skyrocketed at 90, 906 percent uh rating in in 2018 all the way up to 142 uh that's that's insane to have a qb rating of 142 i didn't even know that was possible apparently it is that's pretty impressive um he also has very good ability to throw the ball down the field he had some good receivers this year in justin jefferson he had uh, he had randy moss's son the tight end and he just he's he's just a winner <laughs> He's just like he's got it, and I know a lot of people said this about Baker Mayfield. I personally didn't believe it. I thought he was a good quarterback. I didn't think he was the best prospect in his draft. This, I mean, Joe Burrow is easily, easily the best prospect in this draft. Um,
0: so, mean, if you had to six, rank the four, top,
1: if you had to rank the top three quarterback prospects in this year's draft in order, who's your number three, two, one? Oh,
8: uh, I would go. I would go Burrow one. I would go Tua two. And three, I don't really know. I like her. Hurts. Uh, yeah, mm, mm, I don't know. I, I, I think hurts. I don't really. I don't, I don't. I don't believe in him at all. I was Love. just gonna say yeah, Herbert. Gonna
0: Love. Yeah.
8: I was gonna say Herbert or Eason maybe. Um, Eason. The fuck. Yeah. Dude, I, I. I think he has a lot of talent. I really do. <laughs> no.
0: yeah, wow. He,
8: uh, you, you you can't deny the fact that, that he uh, he said before Jordan Love and you're crazy. Absolutely, they both well they both are kind of the same type of quarterback. Whereas uh, they have some, some elite arm arm strength, but I know that's a big knock on Burrow. But I mean, I just I can't I can't get over the fact that what he did like he just he obliterated obliterated every team he played and he played seven ranked teams and he plays in the SEC. In, in the in the college football playoff in the college football playoff. He threw for nine hundred and fifty-six yards and twelve touchdowns. That is absolutely absurd.
7: How bro much of that is Joe
8: Brady? Uh, like I said earlier, I mean it's people were calling bro maybe he's a uh, system quarterback. I don't I don't buy it. I think absolutely everybody, Joe Brady everybody everybody's a, a system quarterback. What did you say?
6: Everybody in the world is a system quarterback.
8: That see, that's exactly what I say.
0: You
6: plug in. A lot teaches. of people say a lot of people say Lamar isn't a system quarterback because he has legs. You plug and play him into New England's offense that's made for Tom Brady, he's gonna yeah, fail. exactly you plug and play you plug and play Patrick Mahomes into Lamar's system, he's gonna fail. Mm-hmm.
8: I agree every team 100% is going to
6: build a system around the quarterback because everybody is different and they'll be the exact same
0: player.
8: That's why the quarterback position is the highest priority in the draft every year because someone that would be needs my to find a quarterback argument. and that's what they're going to build their team and, and their, their offense around. Hey, so, yeah, would they, be- they
4: think, oh, sorry. Think about this with Cincinnati. They'll get Joe Burrow. They're going to have Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, John Ross and about $50 million Brady. in cap space.
8: And they have uh, I, some weapons. I understand around I that. Mean, but AJ but Green's probably not gonna stay. It's, you Tyler need to build Boyd, a line. I mean, and people forget about how good Joe Mixon is. He even had a really good year this year. You damn right he yeah, did.
5: Terrible,
8: <laughs> terrible. Brady. But
5: fuck up, Ernest.
8: <laughs> if I if
6: I if I had the first round I was Cincinnati this year and Trevor Lawrence declared I would take Lawrence over Burroughs. <laughs> I'm not yeah. there. See, now, that's
4: where you're where you're wrong,
6: Jar. Because for complete complete natural ability.
4: Yeah, but did you watch him play on Monday, man? <laughs> he, was, exactly. he, he, yeah. he was bad, missing the, thre- the, the 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 biggest game on the top you, of their you're, heads. You're,
6: you're the playing, biggest
4: game on the top of their heads. They're not.
6: It's
8: that game. Playing, playing two uh, NFL
6: offenses. an NFL level.
8: Lawrence was just that to be pissed La- to win when they're confident. Dude, La- Lawrence shit all year. I don't give a Lawrence fuck about it. Miss- That's- Lawrence was missing key fucking
4: throws in that game. Lawrence was missing big throws.
5: <laughs> Steve, if you remember when I was on your show, I said Burrow is
7: a Big game for Burrow because he's playing on a too. huge
5: stage, and that would really, you know, sort of determine whether or not he could make these like big NFL games. But yes, he yes. proved he could, and on the other hand, Trevor Lawrence proved he couldn't.
1: <laughs>
4: Yeah, it, L- it all of a sudden it looked like uh, Trevor Lawrence couldn't, when I've always thought
1: he could. Let's L- get John, John. What's your take? LSU's pass
6: or pass defense is on a complete different level than Clemson. Clemson's defense has a lot of holes. You totally saw their defense fall apart when they lost. Um, I can't remember his name. Their middle linebacker there with the neck brace. Yeah, that was. that was a bullshit um,
8: call too, by the way,
1: but
6: it. But it wasn't.
1: There were a ton Ooh. of throws that Joe Burrow hit to it's where a he was week, just getting annihilated.
6: Call. He lowered his head. He lowered his head to avoid a head-to-head contact call, but he still put his head down and hit him with the crown of his helmet. It's literally the rule. It. It's not. I'm not saying he meant to do it, but
8: it. It falls under the rule. You have to kick. Yeah, it. I think they. I think they got to change up that rule, though. I understand. I, I understand. you are coming from the whole crown of the helmet thing. But imagine going but full it, speed it, it, at that. The rule is yeah, like thinking that. about you know. Oh my God! I got to stop real quick. It, it's like a it's a half a second decision that probably not um, not a lot of kids are able to are able to make at that point.
1: Love the debate. We're gonna we're gonna move from this topic, but you know all this talk about who the best quarterback is, analyzing young talent, all is all is the exception of the fact that Sam Ellinger is going back for his senior season. All of them are underneath him, so I don't even know why we're <laughs> at this point. We'll talk about the next shit year. too. But, but speaking of uh, of amazing young talent, let's talk about the breaking news of yesterday. And and Dre, I want you to talk to us about the Luke Keekly decision and retiring at the age of twenty eight, and what does that mean for NFL young stars going forward?
3: Let let us just face the the reality of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're 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 allowed to do whatever the whatever you want with your life. You know, like he he has sixty five billion dollars in the bank. He, he doesn't need to do anything else. And you know, he he said it. I I, I don't know if you watched this interview or not.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But he did say that he felt like he couldn't perform at that top level anymore so i mean he's right and if he doesn't if he doesn't believe that and he's got so much dough then why keep why keep playing and risk everything else his life so i mean it's just it's just very simple i mean if 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 you go to an office and you've got enough money and and, and you're not performing as well as should, then you shouldn't be there. And I guess that's the exact same thing that that Luke is doing, you know? Uh, And, I mean, he he, he played very well this past season, but, you know, those injuries kept slowing him down, and and there comes a time that, you know, you get injured so much that it's just frustrating. So I I guess it's just, you know, opening up people's eyes that uh, you don't have to – do something or telling you to do it so good 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 for him man uh, I uh, you know I think he made the right choice to too many concussions and too many injuries you know can mess up with, with your life and and you know he's he's got that toe and they're probably going to give him a front office position so you know he, he'll he still be in the sport that he loves so good good for him and sh-
1: I think by the end of all this, we'll be able to have an, an all-young retired team, and it's going to be freaking phenomenal with the amount of players and the talent that's going to be on that team. Uh, and uh, let's switch things back over to the NFL, and I'm going to bring you in, Miles. What are the most recent coaching hires, and are they, are they relevant to being contenders next year? Um,
5: well, I've, I keep saying this every fucking time uh, it's brought up, but Matt Rule, Carolina – by far the most underrated hire in a while. He really revived that Baylor program. And that's a story that no one's talking about. Baylor was a top 10 football team this year. And that's ridiculous considering that since that program fell apart, they were nobodies. They were losing to everyone. And Matt Rule, who went 11-2 and in his tenure at Baylor, is not being talked about as a legit NFL head coach. I believe in him. And uh, that sucks to say because he's the Carolina head coach and fuck the Panthers. Uh but that's a good, great hire. Uh, hey, Miles. Is gonna...
2: Miles. <laughs> hey, that I just want to ask you because I want your opinion. With them hiring Brady, do you think they tried to go after the number one pick?
5: The number one pick? No. But will they go after a quarterback? Yes, because Cam Newton isn't going to be in Carolina next season. Uh, to, uh... Actually, actually, Matt Rule, who is a total fucking hypocrite to start, the, start his tenure, said that he wasn't unsure if cam would be back and then the next day he's like oh i look forward to lurk- working with cam so i i think maybe it's a little bit of smokescreen you don't want to sort of reveal what they're doing uh but cam's not going to be back i could see them going after herbert
3: of all people brady to the patriots to the panthers man
5: fuck fuck tom
3: brady
1: <laughs> It's going to be Dre's uh, line in every single thing we talk about. Tom Brady's going there. <laughs> uh, Dude, you
4: see, he sounds like a Boston media reporter. Do you want to work for WEI? <laughs> I
1: was, I was just, I'm just waiting to talk about the championship games, and then Dre's going to say, they're going to pick up Brady this week. Just watch. <laughs> Miles, uh, any other news on head coaches?
5: Um... Aside from rule, just my sort of opinion on this is, uh, we've seen these experienced coaches have a lot of success, especially someone like Matt LaFleur, Mike Vrabel. finally, you know, been assistant coaches for a long time and they're both in their championship games in their respective conferences. Um, so I'm kind of looking for Stefanski who was the offensive coordinator in Minnesota to really take Cleveland to new heights, uh, uh, the, my only concern there is, uh, does that offensive coach scheme work? Because it didn't work with Freddie Kitchens, but also Freddie Kitchens was just a terrible fucking coach. Uh, I, I really wanted Stefanski to actually end up in Atlanta uh, if they had gotten rid of Dan Quinn, which unfortunately Ooh. didn't happen. Uh, so <laughs> I, I think I could see Cleveland actually being a genuine contender next year with these guys that have always been sort of floating around as assistant coaches and you know producing really well. Especially someone like Stefanski, who really turned around that um, Vikings offense, he could really give Baker Mayfield a a comeback year.
1: Tom Brady to
8: Cleveland. I like the Falcons' uh, thought process, though. Let's not get a new coach. Let's just get new uniforms. That'll totally. That'll totally. (laughs)
5: Yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm excited for the new uniforms. It's a culture change, and even though in past past years uh, the new uniform teams have been total shit. aptly Cleveland and Detroit and whatnot, but uh, Tennessee got new uniforms and they're good.
1: That's true. I mean, Dallas hasn't changed their uniforms ever, so (laughs) we we went from silver silver pants to white pants to silver pants.
3: I've got some uh, coaching news, uh, breaking news from Mike Garofalo. (laughs) Mike Garofalo (laughs) reports that Former Cowboy head coach Jason Garrett is interviewing for the Giants' vacant offensive coordinator job today.
1: (laughs) Don't do it, Joe Judge. (laughs) Joe
4: Judge Judge is going to lose his dignity over there. God damn it.
1: Lots of clapping in New New York.
4: Joe (laughs) Judge is a great coach. They're going to give him Jason Garrett to clap it all up. (laughs) It's
1: going to be wonderful.
4: (laughs) He's going to infect it with the clap.
0: <laughs>
1: oh man, they're going to get the clap in New York. Let's switch to this week's games. Let's let's start with the injury report. Um, I'm going to bring you in, Vaughn. Let's hear it. What do we have the injury report for the NFC Championship game? <clears throat> so
7: surprisingly enough, these are two of the healthiest teams that they've had all season. The Packers only had two receivers pop up on there that were significant: geronimo Allison and Lazard. Uh, Lazard is dealing with an ankle injury, probably not going to be serious enough to hold him out. And uh, the other was just dealing with an illness. So it looks like they'll be a full go on the Packers front, which is great news for them as the underdogs. But for the Niners, uh, George Kittle didn't practice. You know he's going to play, play no matter what. Um, he's a tough guy. And D Ford and Quan Alexander landed on their injury report. D Ford has dealt with some hamstring and groin injuries, uh, or quad injuries, excuse me. Um, if he, he should be good to go, but uh, they are concerned that it might limit him a little bit and Quan Alexander is going to play through a pec injury. So they're a little banged up on defense, but should be mostly healthy uh, heading into the game.
1: Okay, so there's an injury report for the NFC Championship. Let's go bring John in. John, what about the AFC Championship? What do the injury reports look like?
6: So the Chiefs are missing Matt Moore, irrelevant. Leshawn McCoy, irrelevant. And then it starts to get messy on their D-line with their one piece that could Potentially stop Derrick Henry and Chris Jones. He's questionable. Everybody's questionable at this point on both sides of AFC and NFC. Um, Travis Kelsey also appeared uh, today on the injury report. I'm not sure what it
1: is exactly. Hamstring? Is that what it is? Is that an am- Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a hamstring.
6: <laughs> but Travis Kelsey will play. He's a beast, even though I hate him. Um, he's, a, he's a huge piece up the center that they're going to need against the Titans. But when we look at the Titans, we have Adam Humphreys, who's been out. Adoree Jackson and Logan Ryan are both questionable. And that could leave the Titans very vulnerable for Patrick Holmes and their wide receiver core. So that's scary for the Titans for sure to have two of your good corners. This is questionable. If they play, which I assume Logan Ryan will play, he played for the Patriots when he was there, when he was all banged up all the time. Uh, Dory Jackson's a little bit younger. I don't know if he's going to take the route of sitting it out, but I assume that uh, the staff and, and the organization will get him ready for the weekend. Um, regardless, having them two banged up when you're facing Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, uh, and all those guys, you're gonna have major issues if you're not feeling ready to go on that day. And I understand a lot of uh, NFL injuries are looked at day to day. Like one day you'll you'll feel great, and the next you won't. So hopefully these two guys line up line up Sunday and feel good. Um, another big injury is their linebacker, uh, Jayon Brown. He was out last week, I believe. And he is a huge piece, but they put a rookie in um in his spot last week and he played uh career high snaps, obviously, being behind Brown. Mm-hmm. And uh he performed very well. He fit in and um Kyle obviously has no problem dealing with linebackers as he he played he played a good amount of years in New England and I think he has two rings with the Patriots. Um, and he, out of any position on the field, I feel most confident with him dealing and figuring out the linebacking core um, in absence of Brown if he doesn't end up playing. This week is one of those things that I think mostly everybody is gonna is gonna play that's questionable if you're not gonna play you you are probably already ruled out by the team whether it's in in public knowledge or not this is just one of those weeks of football you can't miss as a as a a part of a team
1: yeah absolutely I feel like we're gonna hear the announcers yell like on the water boy and you can't hold anything back over and over and over again when you're watching the teams play this week. I was going to have an Astros rant, but let's not even go there this week. Let's just save that for Pro Bowl weekend, and we'll, we'll just let that out later. Um, but Before we go to this commercial break, um, I do have breaking news. The Mandalorian Baby Yoda doll will be offered at all Build-A-Bear locations starting this spring. So you better, Wait, for real? You, you better believe it. That's going to be <laughs> in your store. You I'm better going, be ready. I'm
5: going. Well, as soon as they're released, I'm going. Eight in the morning at the mall. Let's go. <laughs>
1: That's
4: what I'm saying. Yeah, dude, I, I I really might be. This is the
5: well way.
8: Today.
4: That's
1: wow. This this is the way. That is correct. So let's go to a commercial break. This and we'll is bring the you, way. We'll bring you some high level debate. We have. Sp- Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lap podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of eight to eighteen in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy. One of the premier programs in Texas, located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with Elite State Tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. double Triple Double Basketball Academy. Where each basketball player grows, no matter what. All right, we are back with round two. We're gonna go over those div- those championship matchups for this week. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about your Houston Oilers traveling to the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, Kansas City, a seven and a half point favorite.
0: Whoa, Houston home. Oilers.
1: Oh, oh, I mean Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, I really meant Houston Oilers. That's who I'm going for. All going right, so we're going, we are going way back. Still our franchise. Now, Kansas City, seven and a half point favorites in the Sea of Red. Um, and uh, as we already went over the injury report, let's get right into it. Miles, how are you looking for this game?
5: All right. <coughs> see. They're being – they're, they're – they upset the Ravens, all right? They upset the Patriots, all right? Mike Brable cutting his dick off for the Super Bowl. You know what? That's a worthy sacrifice, and I don't think I need to say much more. Uh, actually, I will, but because uh, if Chris Jones doesn't play, that so really you think changes. Do you game.
6: think his dick's already gone, or do you think uh, it's... it's
5: gone? It's gone. He sacrificed that shit a long time ago. Already...
1: <laughs> Damn.
5: Um, yeah, Chris Jones. Uh, we talked about him. He's not. He might not play, and that would be a huge blow because these. Even Earl Thomas didn't want to stop Derrick Henry. So it really comes down to those big guys up front who can sort of gang up on Derrick Henry. Uh, And if you have Chris Jones, who's one of the best defensive tackles in the league, who doesn't get talked about enough, uh, Kansas' D is going to fall apart. Because once Derrick Henry gets outside, these corners are already shit. They're going to be shittier when they're going up against Derrick Henry. Uh, it really comes down to the honey badger, Tyron Matthew, to stop him because he's the only one that will throw himself at any player, even if it is Derrick Henry. Uh, And in that scenario, not good. Uh, So I really don't want to take the upset again, especially because my playoff picks have been shit. But I'm going to go with the Titans in this one because I just feel like that that even though Mahomes can score, score a lot, um, that defense can, will get dropped. And uh, Houston could have won that game had they just not been Bill O'Brien, really. <laughs> so, true, yeah. so true. Amen. Uh, yes. uh, but Mike Rabel's a coach who's going to cut his dick off for the Super Bowl. So if they do get off 24 0, I don't see it ending in a 51 31 W for Kansas. Instead, it's going to go the Titans' way. So I got the Titans on the upset.
1: All right. I like that John was chiming in. John, why don't you come in next? How do you feel about this game?
6: I uh I'm gonna take the Titans spread for sure. If the Chiefs win this game it's gonna be my last a touchdown for sure. I think with their Henry killing so much clock in the last two weeks against the the Ravens have way better defense than the Chiefs uh, run and pass and they got ran and passed on. Uh The Patriots had... Is it the number one run? Number two pass? Or did the San Francisco have number one? Regardless. San
0: Francisco's, San Francisco's is number two, one, New England's number three.
6: Yeah. Okay, so number one run defense and their last play, or their last drive before the end of the game, he ran eight minutes off the clock. Other than them playing clock games, which he learned from Belichick. It's just hard to say that the chiefs are, the chiefs are very explosive, but
0: Patrick Mahomes is, is it goes way up when he throws against
6: man. We lose John now.
0: No, he's there. He's there.
6: And I just think that, um, uh, like the coaching, the defensive coordinator in, in Tennessee is going to have Mahomes locked down for for his arm and they're going to let the linebacking core and the defensive ends really hold him in the pocket and try to make him pass and uh, stop him from moving outside the pocket and playing those games he loves to play with the sidearm throws and, and the movement. Um, the Chiefs really don't have any run game, so pl- running clock off is, is hurting for them. Um, as we can see, Tannehill can throw against a half-good pass defense, and he can throw fifty-yard bombs. So I, I'm really high on the Titans right now, even though they beat the beloved Patriots that everybody loves on this on this podcast. <laughs> and uh, I'm just worried. I'm I'm really worried about about uh, cornerback issues if they have injuries. That that'll be. That would be huge for them if they they lose them.
1: John, you're taking Kansas City, but not to cover. Is that correct?
6: No, I'm taking the Titans for both. Oh, you're taking the Titans. I I just was saying that if the Chiefs win, it's only going to be by field goal, I think. Uh, But uh, I'm riding the Titans boss here. I've been riding it before they played us. I knew they were going to beat us. We have... A very unexplosive defense or offense. And I knew it wasn't going to work when Derek run, Henry can run the clock like and nobody else.
1: Okay. All right. So thinking, thinking true there, let's, let's just go to the Titans hype man, Dre Rogers. Dre, how are you feeling? Are you still on that Titans hype train? Or are you switching gears?
3: Titans are here y'all. And they ain't going nowhere. <laughs>
6: okay. Dre- so this is, was that a Steve impersonation? I tried. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Steve, Steve, are you feeling the same about the Titans? Did Dre just call it? Yeah.
4: The, I, I think the Titans are winning that game. The, you have to think about this. The, the, the Chiefs think that having home field advantage is going to help. At least their fans do. The Titans just won in Foxborough and Baltimore. They are not afraid of fucking Arrowhead, and that's that. They, they, for them to go down twenty-four nothing in the first quarter like that, shows that they have some fundamental issues there in football. And the Titans are going to capitalize on that. And Mike Vrabel is not Bill O'Brien, so I, I think the Titans are going to win this game. Uh not, not not, by full touchdown, but I, I expect the Titans Titans, to win a, a close one here. Derrick Henry will grind them out. And, uh, Ernest, I do just have to ask you, why was Bill O'Brien allowed to coach at halftime? Half no, I, I
1: have week. no idea. Have well, no why idea. is he still
5: a fucking head coach? How hasn't he been
4: fired
1: yet? You want and yeah, why, yeah, that's, that's what you want I'm asking. Why, he and why, was, and why wasn't he fired in the locker room?
6: Because I, he's the general at manager, halftime.
1: too. Because he's the GM, too, so he can't fire uh, yeah, himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going
6: to fire himself. <laughs>
1: that's the best gig to have in the NFL. Wow, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> a good setup.
6: He's doubling <laughs> yeah, really. down right there.
1: Uh, ten, we're going to gain about ten, 500 Tennessee followers so far. Let's see if we're going to keep <clears throat> it going. Vaughn, how are you feeling about the Titans?
7: I think it's going to be a fantastic matchup. Miles kind of hit on the uh, the X-Factors in the game. I think it's Tyree Matthew and Derrick Henry. The Chiefs have ranked bottom ten. Worst in the NFL all season throughout rushing defense, and I think that if you're going to give any running back uh, that type of defensive front and the championship to go to the Super Bowl, you want Derrick Henry on your team with the way he's been running. Yep. So yeah, I'm actually going to ride the train. Um, speaking from a standpoint of being a Steelers fan, I remember when we were the sixth seed and we made that run, beating off, knocking off the top teams, made the Super Bowl and win up winning. Uh, I get, I see the Titans making the same type of run. And the coolest stat of them all, Ryan Tannehill is going to be the first quarterback to beat three MVPs in the same playoffs to go to the Super Bowl. So, Oof. Steve Reisner voice, you. book it.
1: Wow. So, a lot of hype, almost a sweep alert. Let me chime in with Paul. Paul, are you on Tennessee as well?
2: Well, I read a stat today where Tennessee or Kansas City has given up 27, they're the 27th uh, ranked team, giving up 10 more. Uh, 10 or more yards rushing plays and Derrick Henry has like 11 or 12 of them in the first two rounds. I think the best bet is him over one Oh two rushing yards for a prop. Um, It worries me that Tannehill has thrown the ball four times in the fourth quarter in two games. Uh, I think that he's going to have to do something in the fourth quarter of this game for them to pull it out. Uh, I definitely like the Titans plus the points. Um, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna say Kansas City wins the game.
6: Okay. If, so, if you're playing D- DFS this weekend and you don't put AJ Brown on your lineup, you're totally asleep.
1: Yeah, completely agree. Number one options against Kansas City have cleared the century mark eight games in a row.
6: They they're they allowing 388.
1: Yeah, well, I mean overall, yeah, their pass oh, game is terrible. God. Their defense overall is terrible. Uh, Luke, what about you? Are you are you be- are you going with Kansas City this week in a close one? Or are you taking Tennessee, bringing us back on that Titans train?
8: Uh, I said it last week, and I'll say it again: Derrick Henry can single-handedly carry this this Titans team to a Super Bowl. Um, I was a little skeptical last week because I even picked the Ravens. up that they're going to win that game, uh, but I mean Derrick Henry is just a monster. He, I mean, he threw a fucking touchdown pass in a fucking playoff game. That's absurd. A little jump pass, action, that was sweet. He, he's just, he's, he's too good. He's too good, and he still, I still feel like he's not getting enough credit. And uh, like, like everyone's been saying, the Chiefs' defense is, is, is kind of, is kind of really bad. And I think, like I said last week, with this, uh, with this Titans Ravens matchup, it's going to be about possession. And uh, Vrabel and the Titans really did a good job of kind of draining that clock keeping the ball in Lamar Jackson's hands. I think they're going to do the same thing with Mahomes, and I'm going to take Tennessee this week.
1: All right, another Tennessee fan. Um, I'm really looking forward to this uh, Texas A&M versus Texas Tech matchup. Really glad to be seeing some Big 12 love there in the AFC Championship. I know everybody's talking about uh, the the running back-run defense comparison. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Absolute stud since being transferred and taking over the starting job from Marcus Mariota. May not have the big glorious numbers, but boys, has he been a field general and working hand in hand with Mike Mike Vrabel? I'm taking Tennessee to upset on the road straight up. I don't even need the points. I think Tennessee's going to win this game outright. Um, I did a, a segment with Jay Douglas. Special shout out to Jay Douglas earlier today that'll come out probably tomorrow, and we talked all about this game as well as the NFC Championship. Um, but we just went into the matchups between Tennessee and Kansas city. And although no team has beaten Kansas city twice at Arrowhead in the same season in the history of the chiefs, I think Tennessee is making history left and right. Um, What a, what a matchup it'll be in the Super Bowl after we get over, over the next pick. I want to talk about that, but you're absolutely right. Whoever said it hit the nail on the head to beat Tom Brady, to beat Lamar Jackson, and then to go into Kansas city and beat Patrick Mahomes. I hope we're talking about that next week on the podcast, be the single handedly best run by a six seed, uh, I think, in, in history if they end up going to the Super Bowl.
6: Does Tannehill, or does, uh, does Day or Henry steal the MVP award from Lamar if they win the Super Bowl?
5: Regular season only. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is a regular season. All right. And then uh, let's go ahead and switch gears to the <laughs> NFC Championship where we have the Green Bay Packers going over to San Francisco, San Francisco, seven and a half point favorites at home. I'm going to start this one with the newbie Luke start us off right with this game.
8: Uh, I think, I think Jimmy G kind of proved himself a little bit last week. Uh, he kind of played a flawless game or kind of playing bully ball. I actually, I actually picked Minnesota to win that game and I immediately felt like an idiot. Uh, they, they kind of dominated that game through and through. And I thought, uh, I thought that, that 49ers O-line was going to be tested. They were a little bit early, but uh, they kind of got their feet under them and and kind of took over that game. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be one of the best games of the year to watch. Um, whenever you have Aaron Rodgers playing for for an NFC championship, it's going to be awesome to watch. But, uh, but I'm going to take the 49ers in this one.
1: 49ers, you taking that with the points, Luke?
8: Uh... I'm not. I think. I think just straight up, I think the 49ers are going to win. Like I said, I think it's going to be a close game, but I do not think. Uh, I do not think that spreads a, a good look for for uh, for San Fran.
1: All right, Vaughn, I'm going to bring Tram you in here next to talk about this this Green Bay and San Francisco battle. How are you feeling about Aaron Rodgers on the road?
7: Yeah, I mean, I, I love Aaron Rodgers at home or on the road, no matter what. And the fact that he has his two two third second and third string receivers healthy and not ready to play. And Devontae Adams looking great. I mean, it's it's. I want to take them with the spread, no matter what. Taking them to win the game is going to be a tough one. I think this is uh, more le- more than likely the Niners' best chance to win a Super Bowl this season. Uh, I don't see them replicating all the success they've had this year and next year, and uh, especially with all the the injuries that they've they haven't had to deal with this season and how healthy most of their best players have been and in, in gaining Emmanuel Sanders. So I have to go with the Niners to win this game. I do like the Packers to cover the spread, though. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a, quite a day for himself.
1: So far, our, all San Fran and some Aaron Rodgers stats. What about you, Steve? you feeling the same way? Uh,
4: I am not going to take the, uh, the 49ers to win this game. I'm going to take Aaron, uh, the Packers to win this. I think it's going to be close, real close. I, I know the 49ers are a fucking wagon. But I, the only quarterback left in the playoffs that I trust is Aaron Rodgers. The only quarterback left in the playoffs I trust put my money on right now is Aaron Rodgers. I I I think that I think they will make enough plays against the San Fran defense to win this game.
6: You wouldn't put money on Mahomes.
4: No, I can That's because he's coached by Andy Reid, and I can't, I don't think Andy Reid will win, will win his big games. And Andy Reid has proven time and time again that
8: he is not good in big games. Yeah, he, but, like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait! time out real quick, though. Andy Reid's been in an NFC championship seven out of his 21 years. Yeah, but coach. he
4: always loses the
8: games. That's the but thing. he gets he there. Always big lose. games to get there. they are big Yeah, okay, okay, okay yeah. But season. I mean, They're like, big the, the bigger, bigger
4: games. Yeah, he wins those <laughs> games. But The, the
0: biggest bigger, bigger games, games, bitch.
4: Well, listen, listen. Come on. I, I – I, my, I, no, get it. It, I get it. The I get
8: the beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl in '03. No, get it, it. it,
4: it, it, no. It, Andy Reid will never win a Super Bowl in his life. I have watched his entire career. Andy Reid will not win a Super Bowl ever because he cannot manage the clock, and he always comes up oh, with no, a bad no. play call in a big, in a big moment in a huge game. Day. Always. Up.
1: That's why, that's why I love watching that game last week so much because it's terrible he, coaching from one and terrible coaching the other. And but then...
4: but he is, at the same time, Andy Reid is easily one of the greatest offensive minds in the history of football and a great football coach.
1: Sounds like Mike D'Antoni. He, 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 he just chokes. <laughs> Can you just
4: say he's a terrible coach? No. he's. <laughs> he's I, I said he chokes in the big okay. games. But he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's one of the best offensive minds in the history of football. <laughs>
2: And Paul, let me let me play. get
1: you to chime in here, Paul, for the NFC Championship. Are you going with Green Bay or are you uh, sticking with San Fran?
2: Man, as much as I want to root for him for Dre, I just feel like they have major edges everywhere but at quarterback um, in San Francisco. Uh, Jimmy G will turn it over. That I'm for sure about that. I don't know if it will be enough, but he will make a few throws every game where – you know, they can turn it over, but I just feel like—I mean, when you can roll out pretty much five number one draft picks along your defensive front, uh, I just feel like they're going to dominate up front in the trenches on both sides of the ball, and they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Give me San Francisco.
1: All right, San Francisco. Are you taking that with the spread?
2: Yeah, give me him to cover.
1: I oh, see so you guys, San Francisco, really dominating this game. Um, Dre, you're next on my list, so let's hear it. Let's make that Packers defense.
3: All right. So uh, there's actually been two types of Packers Packers teams throughout the year. The first, the first one, uh... <laughs> he'll miss you, Biles. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 first one uh, is the one where they come out sleeping in the first half and always play catch up. In the second half, or like last week, they come out uh, gunning in the first half, and then they have to hold whatever team they're playing and and try to win the game. So who knows? Who knows what team we're gonna get? However, after doing some research, uh, I've actually gone against the Niners uh, thirteen times this year, and they've won every single game out of those. Oh no! So.
1: <laughs> you're, picking, you're picking
4: the I'm Niners. Pick, I'm gonna pick the Niners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to cover? Yeah. Yeah, those Niners are gonna win big this week.
4: <laughs> oh god, Drew. Dude, I like it. I like it.
1: I like it. That's that's, that's a good fan. That 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 I mean, is a fantastic fan. You
4: you yeah. do you do what you need to do for your team, Dre. I appreciate it. I mean, I, I I'm a I'm a guy who used to bring a plastic penguin to fucking Patriots game. So.
1: Very true. Very true, which is a great story for another time. John, <laughs> you had you had a what? penguin. Don't you did have a penguin. Pie. John, what what is your pick for this Green Bay San Francisco juggernaut match?
6: 49ers by at least 10. We're going to get the Green Bay team that San Francisco already played. I don't even know how Green Bay is thirteen and three. I don't know how they have the same record. I don't know how they had a better record than the Patriots. Happened. Deal with they, it. They put it they put this entire season <sighs> on the back of of Jones. And I get Aaron Rodgers is great, but he like he has great stats. He just hasn't been making the throws that he needs to make. Devontae Adams hasn't been clutch. <laughs> Devontae Adams has been not what Devontae Adams usually is. He's a great receiver and he was sustainable all year, but he didn't have those breakout catches. He didn't have he's not he didn't play the game that he Aaron Rodgers normally likes to see him play. They're missing Lazard. They're missing Billy Turner on the line. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a hard time and I think Aaron Jones is going to have an even harder time against that defensive line in San Francisco. Green Bay is going to fold hard.
1: All right, so San Francisco being the pick for John Matthews. Let me go ahead and bring in Miles Bloomquist. How are you feeling about this game, champ?
5: It's about fucking time. Uh, <laughs> so uh, while you guys were talking, I was just looking at the, the regular season And we're game.
1: time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
5: I was just looking at the regular season game that they played where uh, you all picked Green Bay, and I picked San Francisco. I was the lone pick on that one. And uh, I, I put it this way, where it was simply the better team wins. Uh, you, you can go into stats and stuff, but at the end of the day, it it sometimes it's just plain as day that one team is better, and that's it. So you have to go into. Uh, Green Bay has changed my mind a little bit since because uh, they're it's the playoffs now, and Aaron Rodgers is a playoff quarterback; he's made for this. But when I go back and look at this game, Aaron Rodgers only had 104 yards, and he had a passer rating of 75.8. Now, yes. The San Francisco rush is great, and yes, their defense is awesome. But even for Aaron Rodgers against that defense, 75.8 is very disappointing. And I just don't see Aaron Rodgers, who is the life force of Green Bay, doing anything better than that. Even if it's a pass rating of 80, that's not good enough. Even if it's a pass rating of 90, that's good enough against a bad defense. But against the 49ers, it's just not going to happen. Jimmy G also didn't have a turnover in this game. And you guys are saying, Jimmy G is guaranteed a turnover. Well, it wasn't guaranteed last time they played, so why should it be guaranteed here? Uh, Jimmy G plays phenomenal that game. 20 passes for 14 completions and 250 yards. Kittle, who had 129 yards, including a 61-yard touchdown pass. It's just so insane that people are sleeping on the 49ers in this game. While, yes, Aaron Rodgers is a playoff quarterback. He's probably a better playoff quarterback in Lambeau at Levi Stadium, prime time with George Kittle against one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. Take George Kittle and take Jimmy G Ugh. and Nick Bosa and that Forty ers pass rush all the way to the bank.
0: Ugh.
3: Aaron Rodgers, we do is suck. So we do suck against pressure. tight ends. So.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with everything that you're saying, Miles. So I'm picking Green Bay to win myself. And I really think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to uh, light it up. And I think if I want to say Tennessee's going to have the best run in sports franchise history, then he's got to beat another MVP in Aaron Rodgers. So I'm picking Green Bay to make the Super Bowl and take on the Titans. I, I, I want to see in the Super Bowl So that I'm going.
6: The... That would be such an easy win for the Titans in the Super Bowl.
1: It, it, and it would be so worth it to say that Ryan Tannehill, six-seed Titans, beat Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, oh Patrick Mahomes, God. and Aaron Rodgers in the same run. Think about that. That is crazy to think about. Mike Vrabel will be a historic coach. Historic. Doing that yeah. automatically. I do so I know what's the yeah, 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 a, He plays well, for the Patriots. You, 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 <laughs>
4: You guys realize what's yeah. happening here? Is, it, is this is just like when John Riggins just took over the playoffs by running the football down everyone's fucking throat? That's what Derek Henry's doing.
6: Yeah. If the Titans win, even though the Patriots lost, the Patriots still win because of Mike.
4: Yep. Yeah, I, I I agree with that statement. So if if the Chiefs lose this week, then the Patriots beat the Chiefs. Yeet.
1: I I absolutely can't wait for this week's games. Let's so you have our 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 championship round pick them done in the books. We're gonna come right back after this commercial break and talk about a challenge you have from us here on the panel in round three. We'll be right back. As we move to round three, want to remind everyone traveling to the Alamo City during the beautiful fall and winter seasons, keep SATX Rated handy for the latest information on new events, restaurants, and giveaways so that you and your family or loved ones can enjoy the city with the hottest scenes. You can follow at SATX Rated on any social platform where they constantly do giveaways like Bean, Front row or sitting behind home plate at the San Antonio missions game or courtside seats at the San Antonio Spurs game. Follow SATX rated today. We are back with round three. It's the into the lab challenge round. We have a challenge for all of you listeners out there. If you've been following along with us, you know that we are very big into the sports gambling sports betting world, as well as just very big into betting in general. So, We have a challenge for you issued by DraftKings that we come up with a new gaming platform, something that they can be innovative with this year's analytics conference that we will be attending in Boston in March. So if you want to be a part of the Into the Lab solution to DraftKings challenge, we ask you to participate. Send in those voice messages, send in messages to our podcast Giving your ideas, and if your idea is picked by our group and we present that at the Sports analytics Conference, and it wins for a second or third, you will be a part of the grand prize of attending a NBA game or an NFL game with us in the upcoming seasons, or uh, be a part of the two thousand dollars cash prize that we get as a team. So, send in your ideas. Um, again, it is for a DraftKings Sports Gaming Innovation Challenge done at the Sports analytics Conference, and uh, our guys have already been brainstorming. So, we look forward to hearing all of your ideas and hearing what you might have in store for us that we can contemplate and possibly include you on. Do you guys want to chime in any sort of uh, efforts?
5: Dude, I have one of the fucking best ideas that I can't believe hasn't been put in yet, where we love drafting every fucking fantasy season, so why not just make that a weekly thing, a weekly league where where every week you redraft a new team instead of doing, like, the buying your players you do a weekly redraft and that's how it should be.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a real good idea. Anybody else want to throw just a out in the wall idea out there just to encourage everybody so you get them get the minds churning.
6: DraftKings Dynasty.
1: DraftKings Dynasty League.
6: You start you start with a, a current NFL roster. And you're put in a league with, with X amount of people, and you make trades based on the real rostered teams.
1: Yeah, I definitely like that idea. keeps you keeps you engaged with DraftKings over the season. And I like that a lot. Steve, you got a good one for us.
4: I no, I don't really got anything. Actually, I have to think more about this, and I don't, I don't <laughs> know if I really want to share all the ideas that are in my. In my mastermind, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're absolutely right. So on that note, I want everybody to be brainstorming, contemplating. Send in those voice messages. We want to hear them and talk about them on our next podcast, which is coming out next week. Our picks and betting advice for this show comes with hours and days of analysis and reviews of matchups, injury lists, and conversations with other media outlets. We wish everyone the best of luck if you're betting this weekend and everyone else not betting. Enjoy the games authentically sit down enjoy them cook out order domino's pizza they, they will all be close nail biters i guarantee it <laughs> nobody wants to remember but a special thanks to all participants on today's show couldn't be done without you guys um real quick though before we before we send everybody off let me just do three pizza chains let me everybody rank them one to ten just oh, yell God. out a number and we're gonna do this quick Fuck all right yeah. all right we're gonna start it all right pizza hut one two three go
4: two, two. You Hell yeah. The high. Two. Hell two. yeah. Three.
1: All right. Ten. Dominoes. One, two, three. Nine. No, so. eight, eight. Five. Five. five.
4: five. Uh, we're going to go with uh, five and a half. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Papa John's. One, two, three, go. Zero. Zero. Seven. zero. zero. I'm about Minus... five on them? Minus <laughs> two. Billion. <laughs> do, do we have any Little Caesars fans in the podcast? Oh,
4: a 5 five dollar hot
1: ready, fuck yeah. yeah! Do
7: do we have pizza any uh, yeah. do we have any
4: Papa Ginos or Bertucci's fans? In, in Bertucci's,
7: the Bertucci's. House now? yes,
1: Wait, Bertucci's. Bertucci's. Fuck we, that? We, can't, we can't even. <laughs> ah, no, but
8: Bertucci's. I'll go. I'll go the. i nine. Steve, I have a question. That's like me LEO's saying, but best pizza on the market, Elio's pizza.
6: So
1: so if I'm, I'm getting this correctly then, if I'm getting this correctly, Pizza Hut seemed to be unanimously more favorite than all the rest of the chains, is that correct? No. No. Uh,
6: yeah.
2: Not, yeah.
1: No, no, not Pizza Hut. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
4: <sighs> That's 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 not
6: Domino's dominoes. Domino's is the when best. maple
3: syrup and uh, Domino's in is the worst so, cat, so, we're, so,
1: so I'm really getting this right. Then it's 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 really none of the fast food pizza chains and everything with authentic local pizza chains.
6: Fuck yeah, Steve, dude. Steve, what is the uh what's the pizza what's the hole in the wall pizza shop across from the Wyndham North station.
4: Halftime?
6: Maybe. I don't know. No,
4: good, not half-time. halftime. Halftime's good. Halftime is really good pizza. You
6: know, like, you know, like the Beacon Hill at Wyndham.
4: Across from North Station?
6: <clears throat> yeah, like like two blocks up from TD.
4: Uh, shit, I don't know. Yeah, that's not halftime.
1: Well, everybody, half-time, across half-time, from Wyndham, there's a really the good cotton. one. Good.
6: Yeah, I mean, if you stay at the Wyndham, go down the street, about five stores on your left.
1: I can actually probably visit that at one point when I'm in Boston, so I'm going well, to take a, I was, I was I was a note just, of that.
4: I was just going to say, fucking Dan Harris will probably be, fucking, I'll probably be showing mean, you pizza places in Boston, you guys. I yeah. can't
1: wait. I can't now wait. When
3: you go to Boston, you're going to go eat pizza. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you have to, you have to big shout out though. In San Antonio, everybody always talks about big lose that was on the food network, but Mars pizza, which is the brother of big lose way better. Mars pizza, big (laughs) shout out to them. Hopefully you send us a free pizza to ITL, but don't forget all all of your sports analysts on this podcast can be found on Twitter picks found on www.thesportgene.com sports articles found on overtime heroics, various other podcasts, definitely support most of our analysts on here and appreciate any support with the purchase of one of our shirts sharing our show on your social media and maybe a nice review if you like what you hear. My name is Ernest Silva at The Sport Gene and on behalf of everyone, good night, everybody.
8: Deuces.
0: Oh. you a final uh, Steve pizza story or not? I'm trying <laughs> to find the, uh,
1: the pizza spot. Yeah, what is the pizza story? Oh God! Come on, before we all get off. Oh, uh,
4: can I leave here in suspense for another week?
1: Yeah, we'll just get it next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app, and follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.
1: Disclaimer to everybody listening that Into the Lab podcast is a sports pickem episode for this week. Although our sports pickems do usually come with betting episodes, our very own Luke Stansfield is simply giving his picks for the week. Not a part of the betting guys or of any sort of betting platform with Into the Lab. Just love to have and give an opportunity to all of our um, followers and all of our fellow podcasters across different sports platforms. So Appreciate having Luke on the on the podcast, but he's mainly here for the picks, not for the bets. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Come <laughs> as well during the NBA season, so lots to look forward to for that in one of our rounds going forward. But I like to stay on talent and recognizing talent. The <clears> throat> throat>
0: <throat> hello, hello,
2: Ernest is dad. Aaron, this is dead. Baby. Eat
8: the chips. Eat the chips. Show yeah. take
0: them.
2: <laughs> Loud noises. Let's
3: talk, let's talk pe- let's noises. let's talk about pizza. Let's talk about pizza. Let's talk about pizza. Go, Steve.
8: Tell us a story. Papa John's oh. a snake. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking traded on Louisville. Papa John's is like, like fucking Kentucky blue now. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the actual Papa John. He's a fucking snake. <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, fucking racist. Fucking greasy ass fucking hair. Fuck that dude. <laughs> yeah,
3: Peyton Manning quit uh, Papa, Papa John's because of that shit, didn't he?
5: Yeah. Yeah. He ain't sponsor no racist. Yeah, he ain't
3: bought that life. Plus, nope. the pizza sucks, so.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's also that. Where the is fuck that- is Ernest? And then they went okay. to fucking Pizza Hut because you can't out Pizza the Hut. <laughs> you gotta
2: stay away.
5: Yeah, from them is the
8: top. You gotta stay of away three. from them chains. Stay away cheesy crust.
3: Cheesy crust, two, man.
8: Two Dominoes, fucking uh, lava cakes. I'm fucking. I'm done. <laughs> Oh, yo, the lava cakes are bomb, bro. So fucking good, bro. Yo, I
4: used I used to take the fucking sweet icing from the cinnamon sticks, fucking take that, fucking top it all over the fucking. Sweet icing from your fucking dad,
8: fucking top it
4: all (laughs) off. Oh, fucking Philly fans, got a fucking dirty mouth, huh? (laughs) Jesus Christ, you see, you see, you see see how these Philly fans just take normal conversations into like dirty insults like that? Jesus Christ, man, (laughs) something wrong (laughs) with your city. You guys, built a fucking, you guys built a statue for Rocky Balboa and didn't do anything for Joe Frazier or a real fucking racist. <laughs> we're all fucking racist.
2: <laughs> what are the odds? Oh, is dead or alive? I mean... Yeah,
4: I, I, shit, this there's been a few minutes. Am, am I supposed outage. to like...
8: He said power outage. Power outage?
4: Am I supposed <laughs> to take over?
8: That's normally what
5: happens in this scenario. Take tell over. us, yeah. Get the chips. Get the chips.
3: Tell us some pizza stories while we wait for Ernest. Did you get free oh, pizza every, like every day? Hey, can you
4: hear me? Yeah. Hey, he's back. Hey, thank right? I'm thank God, I don't have to tell that story about trading pizza. Fuck, for I forgot to eat chips.
6: Hey,
3: what? I want to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs>
8: We'll definitely get to that story.
1: That's for sure. Um, From where I was leaving off, I'm sure Craig's going to get mad at me, but we'll go ahead and pick up.